0: Welcome to a new episode of Towelight Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And this is something that Chris and I don't actually get to do too often, um, unless we're having our own private conversations. But We like, should do it is, more often. We should do it more often. Op- we will do it more often, Chris. Uh, we both got new jobs this last month. <laughs> I mean, really. It's a new life. It's a new life. Um you know, maybe at the end of this podcast, we'll touch upon our own uh, rebirth going into phase five. Is it four? It's been a long time. We've we've been running. Don't forget a towel for their four years now. In July,
1: it's it's funny because I I just looked on uh, my um my Google Plus feed, which I never really updated at all. No one does, and it was like you're. Celebrating the one-month one, one month, month anniversary of Don't Forget a Towel. One month? Yeah, that's what the post was.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Like it said that as like a memory or whatever?
1: No, I'm pretty sure I posted that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, I think it was um, when we were just starting off trying to get like Google Plus and all that stuff started up for the summer. Oh, so
0: you're saying like you haven't checked in, in the last four years?
1: Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um so anywho, yeah, we'll we'll be entering our phase four of Don't Forget a Towel. Um we've only been podcasting a little over a year now. Um but you know, we both really, really enjoy it. We're happy to do it. Uh we don't get to do it as often as we like, but hopefully with things kinda cooling down for the both of us and, and I'm not you know, I'll be getting married soon and that will also cool things down. We'll be able to do these more frequently and, and do these geek out episodes, um, which we're excited about. You know, we're just going to kind of go through pop culture news or geekly pop culture news that we cover on the website um, that that's it, you know, stuff that we cover on the website that we just don't always get to go over on the podcast.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Cause like, we'll always say, Oh, why, why, why do we just have this conversation? Why don't we just uh, record it? So, yeah,
0: Let's, so let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have got more of these uh, news items from from the website because we we put a lot of them on there. <laughs>
1: well, if they want to see those, then they can go to the website. Let's talk <laughs> about things that we we're not making enough time to to, to, to really chat about. about. Yeah.
0: So first things first. Um, and I just updated. I don't know if you put the I uh, saw this, but just Star Wars came out today on Blu-ray. Um, it's April fifth when we're recording this. I don't know when we're gonna put it out, but Star Wars came out finally. Uh, finally,
1: it's. Like, I mean, it it's was, not even out of theaters yet.
0: Yeah, it's still in theaters. It's still in dollar theater. It's actually, it's still in regular theaters, let alone dollar theaters. Yeah, so, I, just, um, I
1: just searched for the image, um, and there you go. It just pops up in my like one of my local theaters. I was like, man, <laughs> Movie's still, still making money. Should be doing that exactly, exactly. Yeah, and now it's gonna make more.
0: It came out on April first. Um, if you just wanted to digital download it, but it came out today officially on, on Blu-ray. Um, if you're like me, this is your last day of work. You got to go home and watch some of the extra.
1: It's a very select few today. Yeah.
0: If you're transitioning between jobs, then today was your day. How, how ironic that it got planned that way, but,
1: um, well, it's, it's actually nice to be able to, uh, podcast during normal hours. More business hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is, yes.
0: right? Uh, but yeah, so you know, I'm excited. I know you're excited. You got the visual dictionary like I did too, um, and the aliens book. That. Yep, gotta yeah. gotta go through
1: that. It's awesome. Yeah, I watched a few of the extras already. So, so here's the thing. No, wait, wait, what did you say? we got to go through what? The Aliens, what? No, 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 the extras. Oh, the extras. No, I was saying the... Uh, aliens, book you got. Anthology, yeah. Yep. That's cool. My
0: thing is, is this. Obviously, I'm excited for the Blu-ray release. Obviously, I'm excited to see these extras. Yeah. problem is, no audio commentary. Yep. And there is a documentary, but I've heard from... You know, numerous other people who got to see it at South by Southwest or whoever got the Blu-ray a little bit early, is that it's more like a featurette instead of like an in-depth documentary. It's, it's, like cla- it's classic gloss-over. Disney. It's
1: classic, classic Disney fucking maneuvers. release. Exactly, their first release. Same shit they've done with the Marvel movies. Um, I don't even want to talk about fucking Marvel movie releases. But you have to, say that because it's like there's so much footage that they're just gonna like hide hide in the you know in. Jafar's castle or something like that. And then, uh, <laughs> you will see it for like 20 years. And then you'll have to be, well, I'm going to say maybe like two years and you'll be forced to buy another Blu-ray, but I'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah, That's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the 3d release. I'm not even going to bother because it's like, that kind of ticks me off in the first place. It's like, if you're going to put out the 3d movie, you should have done it in the first place. Like you always do. You do it with the Marvel movies. So it's like, I'm not going to pony up just to buy the 3d version of this movie. Cause it, It's not really worth it to me on my TV. Maybe down the road when I have a bigger TV, but I'm not gonna spend another twenty bucks just for that.
0: Yeah, it's um what Chris is referring to is the the blue or the three D gets put out what, a month from now or sometime down the
1: road. I don't know if it's that soon, maybe, but I'm sure it's a little bit it might be like holiday time this year. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I, which sucks. It's it's stupid. It's weird. It's another money grab. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's Disney. And it's also Star Wars, which are both money grabs in their own right. So, you know, like, I'm happy with the extras. They're only little seven minutes each. You know what I mean? And I'm sure just as much as they shot a ton of footage for this movie, they shot a ton of behind-the-scenes footage for this movie. Right. Like, we had a Creature Effect documentary on there. I mean, it was cool for seven minutes you know like i want a blade to you know guillermo del toro type thing where it's like three hours same thing with hellboy it's like a three-hour documentary actually you know who else does very good documentaries It's michael bay michael bay always has at least a two-hour documentary on all, all the transformers movies and it's like i think we deserve it as fans like we want it and we're and you know what we will pay if you release the same day release a forty dollar version that I knew that there was going to be all those extras. I, I swear to God, I will fucking buy that.
1: Just give us the choice. It's not. It's give not us the choice. Give it's us choice. It's not fair on their part, especially when, as Star Wars fans, we spend as much money we, as we do on the franchise in the first place. In the boys, theater, we spent in, the money. In the theater, in you know, on the on the merchandise, all that shit. So it's like you know, at least give. It's a little fan service instead of getting greedy. That's that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah, and it's like and that's the thing, it's like we love Star Wars. We've done numerous podcasts about Star Wars. We have Star Wars Sunday on, on Don't Forget a Towel. Like it's not the fact that we're not willing to spend the money. Like Chris and I are, are hardcore collectors. We'll spend the seventy dollar Bandai toy. I'll spend the two hundred and fifty dollar hot toy. I'll I'll spend your Star Wars money, but give me the option to do so. Like I want like doubles of black toy. series. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. We got the diecast. We got the black series. We got the fucking uh what are they? Um micro machines. Like mm-hmm. I have all of it. Right. Legos. But I Here. just think that they should have they they should have like given the choice to get those extra pieces. And the 3D. Um, and the 3D. Ex- exactly. But yeah. But anyway, four or
1: five just set. Just give it to us. Whatever. Right. But I mean, that's that's and also the Lord like Lord of
0: the Rings type sets for these Star Wars movies. a exactly. like four or five disc set, and and we will be happy.
1: But it's the same thing with like what Lucas did anyhow with Star Wars. He has so much footage that even on the Blu-ray release, you've got some stuff, but you know it's yeah, like even the the, the crazy black or the
0: crazy black series. Um, even the crazy Blu-ray release that came out, there is there is a set that exists that fans compiled that has, like, all the specials, all the TV spots, the, you know, the Christmas special, like, everything, but you have to download it, you know what I mean, like, the fact that it hasn't been officially released is, is it kind of annoying, even still? Agreed. All right, so anywho, Star Wars came out, we are excited about it, we will be watching it today, I know I will be, um, yep, we'll we'll be watch it watch
1: tonight. It. yeah, we'll
0: be watching it again for the fifth time, um, so moving on from that, BVS.
1: Oh, there's something even more annoying. something <laughs> more annoying.
0: So we did a whole BVS episode the last episode. Um, I know I have a uh, those Geeks You Know podcast coming out. We'll be touching upon it there. Chris and I and Gourmet Scum Radio, other Chris Siever and I and Gourmet Scum Radio talked about it. So we've kind of beaten this subject to a dead horse, but I just kind of wanted to touch upon the fact that uh, the revenue, right? So the movie reportedly after all the advertising, the editing, everything was about $800 million. At this point, it's probably around $600 million, which is very good in a very short amount of time. It's only been in the theater for maybe two weeks, maybe not even. But this is also a huge drop.
1: I mean, fuck that. I mean, of course it's going to make that much money. It's a, it's a fucking Batman and Superman movie. It's supposed to bring that many people into the theater to go see it in the first place. I mean, it opened up in now, more theaters than any other movie it, ever. Exactly. It was open in so many on so many more screens, than Star Wars. More than Star Wars. It was in, it was already in China that, right on opening day. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, you made your money. Who gives a fuck? Your movie sucks.
0: It didn't make all of its money yet though. No, no. That's I mean, you made,
1: you're making the money now, but you had a great opening, which everybody wants to see. Oh, but Batman and Superman had a great opening. I mean, that must mean it's a great movie. But like we said, there's no correlation between that. I mean, these these DC fanboys continue to defend it, but then all of a sudden you see like 40, 50 people throwing it down their throat that it sucks. So, I mean, the more that people talk bad about it, the less this movie is going to make in the long run because, like we said, it's going to drop off like the end of the world. Next weekend,
0: uh, okay, so... This weekend will be the eighth. Right. The fifth, Nothing, next big release. Yes, which is The Jungle Book.
1: The Jungle seeing Book.
0: Right. The Jungle Book will destroy it. The Jungle Book oh. is kid friendly, unlike BBS, which we talked
1: about. It's, it's a, a classic podcast. story. Yep. Even adults love I I used to watch, I used to have this Jungle Book black and white movie on VHS that I watched at least a thousand times. It's like the Disney version and now the, the big screen Disney version. Yeah, brand.
0: Yeah, so and you know, directed by John Favreau, who yeah. did Iron Man and yeah. Chef and Swingers and everything else. I mean, he's a great director. Um, so it's it's going to get demolished, throned, and it, you know, maybe demolished. Um, better, I guess. Question is, will it make that one million or sorry, one billion dollars in the theater? What do you think?
1: It's going to have a tough time because they said Star Wars was going to have a tough time, but they were, of course, wrong about that. But yeah. the thing about it is that as people, like I said, as people talk bad about it and it just goes downhill, it's over. You know, it's the repeat viewings aren't there like they are for other movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, movies drop. They totally do. Like even like what Warner Brothers was comparing this to was um, – Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, I think part two, which is still one of the top, at this point, I think it's still top five biggest movies of all time, but it had a huge drop, but it also had legs. It still stayed in theaters for a really long time. I feel that with BBS, even though it's projected to not come out, or sorry, it's expected to not come out on Blu-ray until July, I feel that this movie in its third week of being in theaters is, is done. Honestly, I think that it's going to, it's going to drop down. It's not going to drop down to number two. It's going to drop down to like number seven or eight. And then it's just going to kind of get a couple million here and there, but I don't think it's going to reach $1 billion in theaters. It won't do that until the DVD release.
1: Yeah. It doesn't deserve to.
0: It doesn't deserve to. And like, so here's the thing. I've, you know, throughout the couple weeks, I've listened to podcasts on it. I've done podcasts on it. And there are people who defend the Martha situation. They say that there was, you know, symbolism or symmetry or whatever between the opening sequence with uh, Thomas Wayne saying Martha and then you hearing that both their moms are named Martha, and it spoke to them. I heard this from DC Fanboys and i will let them have it i will i will go even though i think it's stupid i let them have it but the one thing that no other podcast and no other dc fanboy has been either they either do not address it or when it's brought up they just completely ignore it there is a casket in kansas with a body and there is a casket that the government has with nobody nobody can fucking say anything to that nobody can say anything Oh, and that's what gets me so fucking mad. It's like it's such a huge thing that your favorite superhero of all time dies and that spoke to you. But how do you explain the government shooting off a 21 gun salute to an empty casket? Nothing. So
1: yeah, I don't that. I don't I don't even give a shit. Yeah, I know how you
0: don't. Know. Sorry. <laughs> all right let's move on I mean really. all <laughs> right so.
1: no offense, but fuck no okay. That movie. That's okay we-
0: <laughs> all right so depending on when this put pod- this this podcast gets put out we'll see how dated this news is but we still got to touch upon it um rebels ended it did. um I don't want to go too deep into it like I said because I, it's kind of time sensitive it ended uh, for us last week but what are your just your thoughts about it um, I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't sound as excited as I thought you were going to be out of the gate.
1: I, I love that. I love the show. I don't love it as much as Clone Wars. I'll tell you yeah, that much. No. I don't love it as much as the comic because I feel that has more of an edge to it. Which comic? Um, the Canon comic. Okay. I just, I just, I just, I love the show, but it is very Disney. esque to me. They do some great things and there are some awesome Star Wars moments and feels and, Great character development yeah but the ending to me was like yeah i mean when you don't show um uh, spoiler alert whatever um yeah if you don't show ahsoka's if you don't show ahsoka's death she's not dead they're not you know she's like this character that they're going to carry on the rumor has it that third season will be the last season of rebels and that maybe they'll do a post jedi one you know um so can you speak about that a little bit more Um, there's just, there's, there's a rumor out there that the third season will, will, um, actually there's a lot of rumors. Third season will start to bring in some more of the old EU stuff. Um, some characters like that and just kind of lead us towards the direction of uh, Rogue One. So I think, and I kind of feel like how much more can they really do with this group because it in such a constrained time period, um, that I do see them kind of maybe just ending it and then doing like movie specials with rebels and, or stories, you know, in books and comics, but the, I would actually like to see them explore um, a post Return of the Jedi era with a cartoon.
0: I'm like, and you know, what's really funny is that I was literally talking with one of my coworkers today about the same thing. I was like, you know, I'm I'm fine with Rebels, except for the fact that to me, it's a B show.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, maybe gets, even, listen. It gets me really excited every week to watch it. I know but he does. At the same time, it, it is like you said. It's it could be better if it was a little bit more edgier.
0: Yeah, it has the potential to be a great show, but to me, it never like achieves that great. Like that last episode, that last two part episode is yeah. greatness. But like a lot of that relies on nostalgia. You yes. know what I mean? A lot of it is harkens back to the Clone Wars, harkens back to the prequels, um, harkens a little bit Jacoba. to the future. Uh, with, yeah, with Vader, um, so like a lot of that which is good or great is relying upon what's already been good and great. Like the breakout, even though like uh, the Zeb episode,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: thought was a very good episode. And like which, that's all Rebels. Which that's one? Nothing else. The one with like the his like other people. Like he's okay. not the last of his race.
1: Did um, you like? Did you like that one with Agent Callis too? like the the buddy cop one where they team up and then it ends up like agent yeah. Callis kind of doubts his his loyalty to the empire. I really like that episode too.
0: Yeah, I like that too. I mean, I mean like that's the thing. It's like there's good episodes anytime it's Sabine and Hera yeah. together. I like those episodes. I okay. the Chopper episode to me, it got so shit upon that like when I watched it, I had such low expectations and Which, I was like
1: this is fine, but I don't care. One? Yeah with the with the weird spiders yeah see i didn't hear how shitty it was until after i watched it and i really liked it because it reminded me of like starship troopers and aliens it did. and those kind of like i like that kind of sci-fi adventure I, actually after i watched the episode i was like i really liked this episode and i was like i, I don't know, I I I know people that doing against it. it.
0: i didn't know like kind
1: of, so i'm i'm gonna say you know that show it's a b um And, you know, I mean, they do great finales, they do great intros, and they they do a really nice plot line, too. Um, And, like, we have the discussion where maybe a 20-season cartoon or 20-episode cartoon is too long for a season. It is. It is, and it's not, because, like, my argument with that is that I'd like to see kind of, like, if they can do good spinoff episodes where it's a standalone, that's one thing. If they can't, then it kind of drags. But it is nice to kind of see them grow that universe because it is very new with the new Canon. Um, everything's just kind of being laid into place. So I kind of want to see more of that instead of just like one direct story a lot of the time. So I thought, I thought the season carried itself pretty well.
0: Yeah. I, um, I mean, like I said, the, the season's been good. Um, I'm okay with that. It's just that if it, if it ends next season, if three is, the limit, I'm fine. Honestly, like I'm, I'm okay with it because like the only things that I really want to see at this point are, I like Ahsoka, Ahsoka getting killed, Kanan possibly getting killed or killing Ezra. Those are my like things that I'd like to see. (laughs) Everybody else. You know, if you just end up working for the uh, rebellion, but I don't ever see you again in the, you know, episodes four, five, and six, obviously we don't. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Like, I just don't, like, I'm not super invested in these characters with the exception of Kanan. Everybody else, I like them a lot. I totally do, but like, I don't have that investment. And the only reason I have such an investment with Kanan is because I watched the prequels, I like that idea that somebody escaped. The um the youngling killing and yeah. that comic fucking is gold and yeah. it's sad that it's gone. Like that comic is one of the best comics for Star Wars.
1: It is. I just got caught up last night on all the all the Star Wars comics and I was just like I'm gonna miss this. It's better than
0: the the main Star Wars comic. Actually it is. so is Vader. No, like, I The main Vader's Star Wars comic yeah. is 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 Jason Aaron who we love, but and we, we do a whole episode on the comics, if you guys want to listen. I don't have anything against the main Star Wars comic. It's just that that one suffers the most from being, like, dragged out.
1: It's also, though, the thing about it is, like, it seems to piggyback off the Vader comic a lot anyhow. It does, yeah. It Doesn't does. it? It's just, like, they do their own stories with... Actually, this last one is, like, I kind of want to see what happens with Han and Luke. Did you read the last, the latest? That's, a, one? that's the
0: only one I haven't caught up on. Oh. Everything else i am
1: caught up on. Poe is new tomorrow. One. Poe is tomorrow. The new... The new Star Wars arc just started. in The last issue, I don't know if I, I don't know if I picked up the. I, I went like two weeks ago to the comic shop. So, whatever issue that was, um, it was, it was pretty funny actually. So, it's, but I do agree with you. Leading up to this point, it's just kind of like it's piggybacked off, the fact that Vader's a great comic. The crossover with the Vader down, that Vader's was great. Justice, um, but it, it's it, I don't think it's really found its footing yet. Um, not like you would expect it to with like all the main characters. Jason Aaron does write the characters really well, um, but I'm waiting for for that one to really pick up. Not that I won't, you know, read it, but
0: yeah, yeah, we're on the same page there. Um, so, anywho, you know, if Rebels ends, then we're okay with it. But it did end this season in a very good way. Yes, um, I'm gonna go to let's switch to let's switch to a little bit of marvel news huh sure so i have not finished daredevil <laughs> season 2 and i know i'm unlike the entire world
1: okay, I am, where i'm on my second viewing
0: <laughs> right i have two maybe three episodes left and i love it so far and you know i met people who said I'd, they didn't think that this season is as good as the first season i so far even without finishing it, I think this season blows the first season away. I'm I'm sorry, like whoever disagrees, whatever.
1: I I don't know what people want. Um, people, I mean, they, that, they, 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 still to, right. they still say it's great, right? Still say it's great. That they, they, don't get don't. No, that. I know I know what you're saying, but I don't know what's wrong with people when they come. The same people complain that the uh, like some characters don't have the spotlight in the first season. They they make everybody the forefront character in this season, except Matt Murdock in a way. Um, and everybody gets their own very like comprehensive storyline. And I love it. Um, and I think they did a really good job juggling the characters. Punisher was, is amazing. He His, is the
0: Punisher. He is, he is the, the Punisher.
1: Punisher. And just the way they introduce him, like the, like the build up to him, like the army. And then it's like, oh, it's one man. And then it's like, yep. This guy's coming to wreck your, wreck your circus.
0: Yeah. And I'm, um, I was talking to a guy today, a friend of mine today. It was just like he was like, you know, I I got in. He's only on like episode three. And he's like, I really like this Punisher. I'm not sure how faithful he is to the comics. And I said, I'm a long time Punisher fan, and he is extremely faithful to the comics.
1: I want to I want to say this about that. I when I watched the first three episodes, I was kind of torn. Yep, because that scene where he goes after the guy in the hospital and he just is firing away with a shotgun. That's not typical. But when you watch it the second time and when he later on in the season, he says it, he was, he was, he was like corralling them out of the hospital. He wasn't shooting at them to kill them because like he was firing him. Like he kills with precision, like a fucking Navy SEAL team. He would not miss with a fucking shotgun spray. He would kill everybody if he wanted to. But That's the one scene that bothered me when I first watched it I was like, why is he why would he fire when Karen's right there why is he putting all these people in danger but he wasn't he was like his shots were concentrated and they were where they needed to go yeah. This and like and then as the season goes on you realize this is a real telling of Frank castle and it's just, it is I mean you know, they, it, go no, on. Go ahead no go ahead
0: I was just gonna say you know I you and I both like the two the two Punisher movies, uh, you know, not the Dolph yeah. Lundgren, but we both like Thomas Jane, we both like Ray, um, Ray Stevenson's yeah. Punishers, and like those are fine, like those are fine comic book versions, but like neither one of them go into the psychosis of this character, and this show does it.
1: That's the beauty of these shows is like... They get the time. They they have the time slot to, or time, time allotment to really build characters and just treat, you know treat it properly. And I guess, you know, I I don't want to talk about Batman versus Superman too much, but it's a very simple formula. You can do dark with humor and levity and still make a really good movie. You can treat the characters correctly, make fans happy, and just do the right thing like they did with Daredevil. I mean, this is, people like look at Marvel and they're like, oh, it's too kiddy. Their movies are for kids and families. Of course they are. Because Disney knows how to make money, and they want everybody to see these movies. So they make, you know, family-friendly versions with a little edge, but they're still funny. Great movies, and we love them. Now they're able to go into this new format with Netflix, make these dark TV shows that we still, you know, I can say, like, this is ultra-violence. Like, Punisher shoots that guy in the face, and you sh- and they show it. Yeah. He's just killing everybody. Violence doesn't bother me. But this is a lot of value. <laughs> there's, there's a difference in like the violence you see in Batman versus Superman versus the violence that you see portrayed correctly in something like Daredevil. So that's what I want to get across. It's just like what a I great mean, yeah. what a great fan service Marvel does to across the spectrum to their fan, right. like fans.
0: And not that you know I'm justifying violence or
1: mass. No, no, no.
0: or whatever. But like the violence that happens in a Daredevil. In my opinion, is a concentrated violence. It's A in Hell's Kitchen, and B, there might be some crazy killers, but they're not just going around like destroying Metropolis. You know what I mean? Like destroying an entire city. And like even in when uh, the Avengers in the battle for New York happens, like stuff happens. It totally does. But you don't get the sense of like an entire building falling down around everybody, like 11 style. It's like Hulk smashes this dude, you know, like one of the Shatari against the window, throws him out, you know, across the thing, and it's violent or whatever. But like, you don't get the feeling that like all the people in the building are like getting killed and massacred because the Hulk attacked. Maybe a little bit in Age of Ultron, which the stakes were higher because you're leading into the Civil War and the Sokovia thing. But
1: yeah. But the but here's my point about that there's a difference when they show the heroes taking time out of the battle to save people. Like Captain America goes in that bank, saves all those people. Quicksilver saving like that kid and then finally getting killed. The they're like, <laughs> they're evacuating the entire place while also battling an entire army of Ultron and, and Ultron robots. So it's like, right. I'm sorry, but aren't you Superman? Can't you be almost everywhere at once? Like, oh, I'm sorry, this building's falling down. You can't just catch it, put it back up like they do in the fucking cartoons. Or in the
0: supergirl show, you know oh. which is the which is handling the character better. But anywho, I you know, obviously we could go on and on about how fucking shitty that movie is and how stupid and how it doesn't apply to any of the comics, but what we want to talk about is just that do you think Punisher and Electra deserve their own spit off series?
1: <laughs> um I don't want to see an Electra one. I think that Electra belongs on Daredevil. I think that that's enough for me. Punisher, I I could watch an entire series about him, maybe, Um, maybe more of a concentrated series, like an eight-part. I don't want. I don't know if, like, maybe if I. I don't. I don't know. There's other characters that I would like to see get shows, and have just maybe the Punisher remains a character like this. You know, it's he worked as a background character. He worked as, as like a. Not I want to say psychic, but like a a secondary hero in the show. So I don't know. It's it's tough for me to say yes or no because I would love to see it, but I, I wanted to be right. You know, it's and how much how much gangster killing could you really get into with that? You know, it's
0: wow. I can tell uh, you <laughs>
1: yeah, right, but you could go. They could do something pretty elaborate, but I would rather see it in like eight episodes than thirteen.
0: See for me, Punisher no. No contest. Like, absolutely, I could see an entire show. You just take Garth Enos' run, Mm -hmm. make it into a TV show, it's done. Like, there's so many different, like, he fights the CIA, the FBI, then all the mobsters. Like, I could see that having its own, like, because for The Punisher, it's like you're dealing with, like, the FBI agent who's following him, trying to take him down, but also kind of believes in what he's doing. And then you also have The Punisher doing their own thing. That is fine for me. Elektra, honestly, given that they added that extra layer where, like, Stick is uh, has trained her, I actually think that that could be kind of cool. I don't think I could see, like, an entire series, but I think I could see, like, a mini, like, five, six episodes. Like, you know, you get more of her background. You get more of her as an assassin
1: yeah, I think I can see that. Go on. Go no, I, I I agree. Um, so, Just my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: There, you know, it was funny because on April Fool's Day they showed um, they, they announced more titles like they do every April. You know, like ass holy things they do on April of the Fools. But there was a lot of like characters in that list that I think would do really well with their own series. Um, Moon Knight, and, Ghost like, Rider, Blade. Ghost Rider would be great. Blade would be. Play, they already tried to do that TV show. So, I mean, it works as a formula. It would be great. I would like to see a She-Hulk show. I mean, if she's a lawyer, how well would that fit in with like Matt Murdock and all those characters? I mean, as you start to really grow this universe, you could have She-Hulk just show up like the, the character just show up normal on, on Daredevil. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, start, start to really do that kind of stuff and see where it goes. Um, keep it dark and kind of edgy. But at the same time, it's like it's it's so much fun. And like That's, it's so much fun that I will sit through another 13 episodes just to watch the season again. If I can
0: say anything that I can fault with the Marvel shows is that they don't hearken back enough to the movies, um, and especially the Netflix series. Like putting up a newspaper clipping that says the Battle of New York, but never really kind of like elaborating any more than that. That honestly kind of annoys me. Not enough that it takes me out of the movies, but just like sitting back and really like analyzing thing. I'm just like, I get that you guys like Daredevil doesn't necessarily go and join the Avengers, but it's just kind of like there's a much bigger world outside of Hell's Kitchen.
1: There is, and it's growing as we speak. So give it a little time. I'm sure it'll open up a little bit more. But at the same time I feel that as concentrated as these shows are, it's 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 their own little world, and you hear them talk about things like from the movies, and they mention things. Even in like Agents of Shield, did a uh, it was on the news, on the show. Like there's a little scroll at the bottom about riots in Hell's Kitchen, so everything kind of works That's smart as time. Yeah, exactly. So things kind of work as time goes on. And Aaron asked me the other day, my my wife, like, where does everything exist in the timeline? I said it exists as it hap- as you watch it, basically. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I mean you're right. Like it, it happens in real time in a way because you know, as Agents of Shield has done the last couple of years, is that the end of this season will lead directly into um, Civil War, or yeah. actually, sorry, Civil War comes out on the sixth because I get married on the seventh, yeah. and then Agents of Shield ends on the tenth. So like you have to watch Civil War in order to get the ending of
1: Agents of Shield. Supposedly, they do that every year. So I don't For know what every year. what's new. It's the best thing they do. It's I like the, it's the best it thing is this season of Agents of Shield is the best season yet. It the is. F- what made the first season actually saved it was the lead into Captain America two. Yeah, that's what totally like the whole swing like Hydra versus Shield thing was it all rooted there. So it's like. Sure. It's all connected. It's all connected. Alright, keeping on with
0: Marvel, but we're going to switch a little bit. Something that we don't talk enough about is comics. Um, Civil War 2 is the big event this summer. Chris is already shaking his head. You guys can't see us because we don't have the video up of this. But uh, Civil War 2, do you even know what it's about?
1: It's something about Carol Danver versus versus uh Tony Stark because something about I don't know. I don't even give a fuck. It's just listen man, here's my here's my thing about events. Events were cool when they were like every so often. But every year you're having a new event and now it's like Civil War the movie comes out. You got to do a Civil War 2? Right. It's just like how many times how many times do you think the Marvel like I understand it maybe maybe it'll be a cool storyline. I've heard some good things about it. I'll I'll legally download it. You know, just to check it out. But here's the thing. I don't I just don't feel like a lot of comics have weight to them anymore. Like when I read Civil War, the first series, I was really just getting into comics again. And the whole concept of the events was kind of relatively new where they were just kinda of like event and then like time would happen, like, well, the I mean, they would like secret wars and, it, but, wars and stuff I, like that. No, but listen, listen. This is what I'm saying. Secret, like the original Secret Wars and all that, that was all, like, time spaced out differently during those times. Huge yeah, events, yeah. big time-changing events. I'm not saying that. Now, when leading up until uh, Avengers Disassemble, into House of M, to Civil War, whatever, all that stuff after that, you know, that's when it really just, like, there was a landslide event. It's like, collect every issue, do this stuff. Right. I don't know what you want me to do, man. It's been doing this the whole time. Sorry, I can, guys. I can hear it myself.
0: No, I can, I can hear you. Um, anywho, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, there wasn't a yearly event, it, it seems, but then I also think that Civil War and House of M, I feel like we're in pretty fast succession,
1: right? That's what I just said. I just said it was a landslide. Oh, yeah. Starting then. And all of a sudden, every six months, you had a fucking event come out. Right. So when, like, people die, people come back to life, people die, da-da-da-da. There's, there's no fucking weight in comic books anymore. Not to me. That's right. why I don't really read them that often. It's like I'll read, I'll read series and whatever, but I just don't really give a shit about the overall status of certain universes. Because it just, like, it's changes every fucking year. So what's the point of getting in, in, like invested in something? And yes, I know that Marvel like carries along the same storyline. DC tries to. I mean, Fox we'll six. talk
0: about that in a bit.
1: But it's just that's that's the frustration with comic books.
0: I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I um, won't we'll um, spend
1: any money on Civil War two. I'll
0: probably buy the initial issue. Uh, it's going to be a, a maxi issue. I think it's like forty pages or whatever. And I do like Brian Michael Bendis writing, and I think it's David Marquez drawing and what I've seen is beautiful. Um, But that's what you
1: expect for that fucking price, man.
0: Well, right. But I mean, it's just because of that one issue. The rest of the issues I think will be... I mean, still not cheap. Still, maybe instead of $5.99,
1: $4.99 probably.
0: You know, after what they did with Secret Wars, which started out, in my opinion, really good, but then got dragged out for an extra I think two issues and didn't end in a satisfying way. Or on top that, or, well, I'm saying yeah, dragged out for a couple extra months. Um, no remember rate,
1: remember they added issues to it early on and then it and then it got dragged down. It was it was so fucked up. It was
0: supposed to end in October and it ended in January. So, yes, there was an extra three issues on there, and it was bullshit. Um, so am I as hyped about this? No, it's kind of a cool idea that, um, you know, Captain Marvel is taking the role on of Tony Stark, and Tony Stark is kind of taking the role on of Captain America in this one, where, um, there's, like, an inhuman that can see the future so they can kind of, like, predict crimes before they happen. Captain Marvel thinks that they should use this power, and then Tony Stark's like, well, no, you should let things happen as they should. I think that's actually a cool concept, kind of flipping it on its head, but
1: You're I'll busy. get that
0: first issue and just see kind of how it goes. I, I do trust my, Brian Michael Bendis. Other than his Guardians run that kind of flipped back and forth, I do like him. I've loved him since Ultimate Spider-Man.
1: Listen, I'm not saying that these guys aren't great writers. Or they're not great stories. It's just, it's tiresome and expensive. So, right. I don't know what yeah, you want right. me to do.
0: That's the biggest problem, yeah. Um, Alright, so before we go on to the rest, let's uh, take a quick break. Hi, I'm Chris and I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. One second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it!
1: There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now! Alright. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic.
0: Listen to the podcast from the creators of do geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcast around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know.
1: Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be
0: sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you,
1: got to leave. I called the cops.
0: All right. We're back from our commercial break. We were just talking about Civil War II um, through Marvel. And we thought, you know what? Let's just kind of keep up with the the comic news and talk about the other side of things with DC and their big – this is a big event, um, period, and that's going to be DC's rebirth. Now, what do you think about that? I know you fucking –
1: Hated <laughs> my idea of Civil War, but what do you think about Rebirth, man? I, I hate it too. I don't even know what it's about still. <laughs> do you sorry. want me to tell you? What's it? Come on. I, I like, all right, so the New 52 rants course through 52 issues of most of the big titles. Yeah. And now there's a Rebirth, but it's still the same storylines <laughs> with the same fucking New 52 characters. I, I still don't know what happened exactly with convergence besides they kind of like got rid of what happened in infinity or infinity crisis on infinite worlds or whatever um they erased all that like and brought try to like whatever they
0: did nobody read that man like i don't even know the hell that what
1: happened like literally that's what happened they erased the fact that crisis ever happened so that i don't know what dc does exactly All I I know, all I'm going to say is that I will read Batman, I will read All-Star Batman, and I'll read this new fucking Wonder Woman title, because that sounds amazing. And the dual artist idea sounds amazing with, like, uh, present versus past. Um, So I'm not going to really buy that much of this either. I just, because it still doesn't make any fucking sense to me, man. So
0: this is what I know. And I actually believe I'll be reading more DC then I will Marvel. Why? Because situation. it's
1: all new, all different? Isn't that what the fucking tagline for fucking them Marvel was every time? Marvel well, is
0: all new, all different. In, oh, okay, so Marvel titles that I'm reading.
1: That's. But this is what I'm saying. It's the same basic fucking concept, man. I understand what you're saying. Just chill out. So let's fucking argue about it, because that's what we have to do here. <laughs> Old Man Logan is very good. Exactly. Um, Power Man Iron Fist, very
0: good. Doctor Strange is very good. Jason Aaron again. The continuing adventures of Thor are good. Um, I've heard that All New, All Different Avengers is good. And I've heard that um, The Uncanny Inhumans is good as well. I just haven't had a chance to get into those yet. Oh, Daredevil is awesome. And Ant-Man is also awesome. So, all those are the Marvel titles that I'm currently reading. I've, you know, I hated what Bendis did with Guardians around episode, or sorry, issue 20-something. And I literally just fell off of it because it was really, like, dragon. I was spending the money on it. I couldn't deal with it anymore. But I have heard since then it's gotten better. But I just, honestly, I just haven't gotten back into it. So, I don't really know. Um... That's it for Marvel. Are you reading any Marvel at all? I can't remember.
1: I I read extra, I read the Lemire titles. Oh yeah, Hawkeye. Oh Hawkeye. my God,
0: old man Hawkeye is so good. Extraordinary
1: X Men. Okay, I don't read that. That's good. That's so about that's all it. I can afford. <laughs> so what do you want? What do you want me to say? It's like, this is my point. It's like, well, no, let's go back to DC because we talked about Marvel. So DC. Right.
0: We're getting All Star Batman, which is going to be um, Scott Snyder, and then different artists, as you mentioned. It's going to be two times a month, and even and, and sorry, so even though it's two times a month, they dropped it down to two ninety nine for all comics. That is awesome. Sorry, it's great. It's fantastic.
1: They they did that a few years ago too, so it's nothing new. It's what not nothing new, but they're going
0: back to it because they've been off of it for a while. But I, you know, I'm still happy about that. Yeah, they did when they um,
1: I think they did when they launched the new 52. Action
0: comics, yeah. Action and detective comics are going back to their original numbering, hmm. which includes the numbering from the new 52. So right. they're both at like 900, or maybe Batman's at like 800 something. Right, um, which is fine. You know, um, action comics is actually once uh, John Romito Jr. took over drawing, I actually started reading that, which is kind of funny because based off of the who's who's writing that Greg Pack. Maybe Dan Jergen, maybe I don't know, but um,
1: whatever it was, Dan Juergens is coming back to writing Superman again, which which kind of which kind of made me excited. then i remember that i don't really care so um it's 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 tough for me to even get excited because like i said before about the whole civil war thing if you're going to just change if you're just going to change your uh, route every every so often and just kind of like oh we're going to reintroduce these characters anew we're going to do this anew It just i i don't know it's just it's just it gets frustrating to me because it's like is it new, or are we still kind of building from where we started? Which I know that's what they're doing, except in New Fifty Two, because um, those were all kind of just created as kind of an Elseworlds idea. But now right. they're continuing the rebirth, anyhow. So it's I, I I don't understand this. Like, okay, we're going to make it more accessible to the audience. Um, we're going to call it rebirth, but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a weird title for it to be rebirth. Is it the rebirth that fans are going to have a re, you know, rebirthing of their fandom of DC Comics? You know, I I don't really know what they're getting at with this because I really thought that the New 52 would end and they would kind of like merge everything as this new, totally reborn universe. Well,
0: I guess like the New 52 ends in the sense that it's not called the New 52 anymore, but... You know, most of the people that you know are continuing. Right. You know, like nobody like Greg Rucca has taken over Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, um awesome. Brian Azarello. I mean, I I'll completely full honesty, I never read a Wonder Woman comic until Brian Azarello's mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. At this point, after reading that, I go, This is the best goddamn thing. And then the Finch, David Finch and um His wife. His wife. I can't remember if it's Kelly Finch, but I like that. I've been reading that, and I like it. So Wonder Woman for me, awesome. And then uh, I read Detective Comics. I read Batman, the main one. I read Action Comics. And that's it. Um, I do want to read Flash. I I can't remember who's taking over Flash. Same
1: guy. Same guy that's been writing him. Okay, Bootshello, or what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I can't on. But,
0: yeah, um, I know you weren't as excited, but Jim Lee was coming to Green, Lan- Green Lantern, and some good writer is coming to Green Lantern. Who was coming? What, what was the first name you said? Jim Lee is going to be doing art. Um, and I can't remember who the writer is, but it sounded like a... Just because of that duo made me interested in Green Lantern. I've never read a Green Lantern comic. I mean, I didn't start reading DC until like the last five years. So it's the other same than
1: Batman. The thing is the same guy that's been writing Green Lantern. A lot of these, a lot of these writers are the same ones that are the writing this 52 one. Because doesn't things. he got some rant? No, Robert Venditti. That's mm-hmm. what it was.
0: Because I was like, oh, they got a valiant person.
1: Venditti has been writing. He's been writing the DC universe, man. Okay. Well, fuck you. I guess you, would, you, would, you read DC more than I do. Just saying. I'm just um, a lot of these guys are are just continuing their run in a way. That's why rebirth, that's what I'm saying, is that I don't. Is understand. it a rebirth? Is it a rebirth? <laughs> because to me, it doesn't really feel like one.
0: It's an afterbirth.
1: Hey. <laughs>
0: it's the amniotic fluid of the DC
1: comics. Hey. They're doing the same thing that Marvel did. Like I said, all new, all different. Da da da. Trying to get you excited about these new titles. Remember, they just did number ones not too long ago when they did like the Black Canary one and Cyborg and all that. And they just did a number one, vomiting all over us like, like a, like a half a year ago. So it's, yeah, it's time is. once again, just like Marvel, to drop another yeah. slew of number one issues on us. So
0: Hellblazer was actually a very good comic.
1: It was. was. I'm not saying they're not good comics thing? What the fuck? Yeah, like 80 number ones in one month.
0: You know what it is? You and I have been reading comics forever. But I don't know about you, but on a very regular basis, I get questions of I want to read comics. Where should I start? Like Civil War looks cool. Should I read Civil War? I like the Avengers. Should I read the Avengers? I like Batman. Should I read batman like i get that question a lot
1: and i get it man i get it like that's where i have to go
0: and you know what i say i say you read the ultimate versions of the characters because at this point that's what they're they're using what you what you know in the movies read the ultimates read ultimate spider-man read the ultimate read that if you want to get into batman you read batman from from the new 52 though because i think that's one of the best versions of the characters ever created and it's really hard for me to go, Well, if you just find the Grant Morrison, that's cool. You know what I mean? No. Like, if you I'm... have
1: if you have five years of your life to dedicate to reading Batman, then go read Grant Morrison. It's it's worth it. But don't No, but
0: I'm just saying, like, as far don't, as the like No, if there's a, a jumping on point, even though fifty two issues is a daunting task in some sense, it's a lot easier to get through than six hundred and ninety five or whatever. So, um anywho I'm just saying, like, I understand, you understand that, like, these Marvel Now, uh, all new, and then all new, all different, like, that's a and DC Rebirth, DC Convergence is fucking annoying as hell, but, like, when you are finally, and this is the one thing that I'll end with that I think is good, you're finally going and trying to go, guess what, we got a Supergirl TV show, let's make that Supergirl comic, and, like, then let's get those Supergirl watchers to become readers. They're finally getting it, and like that, I like.
1: If Batman kills somebody in a comic, I'm going to throw it in the garbage and burn it. Oh, I don't care if he kills. That's a different discussion. though. That's not a different discussion. It makes it's not the fucking character. So don't even f- say that shit, bro. It's, in an in an Elseworlds, you can world? you can throw your Elseworlds really stuff get. all you want. Elseworlds is is a fucking excuse for treating the character like shit. So don't don't Elseworlds the normal comic books. All you. That's just ridiculous, man. Okay. Seriously, that's that's just that's just that's ridiculous, Casey. <laughs> Sorry. Just. It's okay because it's an Elseworld. You're entitled to your opinion, but It's fine. <laughs> your opinion sucks, bro. <laughs> we have seen this character kill people in the past. Exactly. But not. So why does story. it matter? Because it's not. Never mind. We talked about this already for five, all right good. All right. So moving
0: on, video game news, of which I have about. Actually, sorry, one more piece of DC news. Uh, we saw the preview for the Killing Joke animated movie. Uh, Mark Hamill voicing the Joker, Kevin Conroy voices the Batman. Only
1: 20 seconds,
0: but what do you think?
1: What do I think? I think even at the end of the Killing Joke, when they're like, did Batman really kill the Joker, at least that's left in your head to say yes or no. The preview was cool. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've read
0: from different people, um, you know, Kevin Conroy, he's constantly the Batman, and uh, this is a very small portion.
1: Are they they 15?
0: (laughs) This is a very small portion of people who are saying, like, I want to hear different voices because I want to see different versions of the characters sometime. I I personally... Half ass. I, I think that most people who are, our, I mean, we're in our 30s. Anyone who's in our age group, I would say when you read Batman in the comics, you hear Kevin Conroy's voice. So when you see the animated version of him, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, when um, Peter Weller, who's Robocop, plays him in The Dark Knight Returns, that's an older Batman. He's grizzled, he's been through some shit. I don't mind his voice. The younger version in uh, Batman Year One, even though I don't think it's a great um, movie, necessarily. Who, Jim Gordon? Yeah, right? So Ben McKenzie, who plays Jim Gordon in Gotham, does the voice of Batman. I didn't mind it. Now I didn't I like, like that movie th- that much. but least... I don't like that movie that much. Um, who is doing him now? Uh, O'Mara, something O'Mara.
1: Jason O'Mara.
0: Jason O'Mara is doing the new, the new version of Batman, the Justice League, new 52 version of Batman. Clint Eastwood I, style. It's been uh, like six movies, and honestly, I have still yet to, to identify with him as being Batman. I just you know, do not like his voice.
1: You know what the best one was? It was bad blood when he wasn't even in it really that much?
0: Yeah, bad blood. His actually, yeah, you're right. So bad blood. And I, I have not watched Justice League versus Teen Titans, though it is out on torrents, and I do have it downloaded.
1: I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, that's what comes out next week. That's
0: right. Yeah, that comes out uh, Tuesday next week. Um, you know his voice, whatever. Like Kevin Conroy. Is my is my Batman and Mark Hamill is my Joker and there's been other people who played the Joker, um, Joe DiMaggio who's Bender from Futurama and a million other characters. He did the Joker in um, I want to say uh, what did he do the Joker on? It's the one where he has like long hair. That that animated version of him and he's like a little bit bigger. Oh, my God, it's going to bother me. Anywho, I'll I'll look it up while we're doing this. But, you know, there's been other people who played the Joker as well. But when you got something as, as uh, iconic as the Killing Joke, one of the best Batman stories of all time, and, and actually, more than that, probably the best Joker story of all time, really.
1: It's um, actually also one of the best Elder world tales of all time that actually somehow fans decided was canon.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> Well, wow, that he's, doesn't make any sense. John DiMaggio, not Joe DiMaggio. Like John the, DiMaggio, yeah. Like Batman, or the baseball player.
1: No. Um, yeah, he does the voice of Aquaman and Brave and the Bold. He's a funny guy. Does That's he? Right yeah.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, he was just in Bad Blood as Blockbuster slash Tusk. I mean, he's got, oh my gosh. I yeah, mean, he does so, I mean... He's you, the voice of, like... Killer a, Croc and Batman Unlimited? Yeah. He's Lex Luthor he's like, in the Lego DC Super... I mean, he's everything.
1: He's like Nolan North, bro.
0: And, well, who's the other guy? Nolan North and you know the other guy, the other voice
1: actors. Oh, the guy who does, like, Wolverine? And, and Zeb?
0: No, the guy who does Joker in Batman Origins. Oh, Troy
1: Baker, yeah, Troy Baker. Troy Baker is relatively new, though, too, right? He is relatively new, but he's all over the place. Oh, he is now because now he does a bat. He does Batman. He does the Joker. Yep. Remember when when Mark Hamill retired from being the Joker and then he came back as the Joker? You mean for half an hour? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. The Batman under the red hood. He's uh, he's Joker.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's that's a good one too.
0: The one where he's beating the shit out of Jason Todd.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: All right. So anywho, um, it looks great. Done with DC, done with Marvel, let's go on to video games. Something that doesn't get a lot of play. We have a couple episodes on it. <laughs> um, but
1: You know what? Chris and I... It gets a lot of play. That's so good.
0: I know. It's punny uh. what I'm punny. Um, Chris and I both have PlayStation 4s. We don't play Xbox. We don't play PC games. So sorry. So already, if you if you guys are into that, sorry about it. We're not gonna talk about it because we oh, don't play.
1: <laughs> don't care. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even play video games enough on my PS4 to justify. Right, like, right. Like being um, a video game expert, as they say.
0: Right. For me, Ratchet and Clank is coming out this month. Uh, a couple, actually, yeah, about two weeks um, from today. Actually, maybe um, a week from up? today. Huh? Isn't there a movie coming out as well? There is a movie from Sony that's coming out as well, an animated movie. So so Ratchet & Clank is the name of this game, even though there's already a Ratchet & Clank for like PlayStation 2, but they wanted to coincide it with the movie a little bit, so you got you know, more of the origin and stuff like that. It looks phenomenal. I watched like a preview on Polygon. I've been a longtime fan of the series since PlayStation 2. So pre ordering the game, if you guys have Amazon Prime and you don't already know about it, you get 25% off. The game was less than 40 bucks. I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer for me to get that. Um, and I love those games. Um, also, later in the month, I think now it's pushed back to early May, um, Uncharted.
1: It's like is- right, right when we get back from your wedding, they'll be waiting yep. for us.
0: Uh, Chris and I, that's our favorite, one of our favorite series of all time. Um, and, you know, they just released a 14-minute preview. You're on the Madagascar level. I mean, it is the most beautiful-looking game I have ever seen at this point.
1: It's also expected. It's just the, it's the cinema, like cinematography in those games. It's, it's like, a naughty
0: dog. It's I mean, they, they know what the fuck's going on. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's what it's all about. It's about just watching everything going on behind you. The breathtaking like visuals and there's just and the gameplay is amazing too. So it's 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 the full package of a video game when it comes to having a good time um and dedicating your, your hours to something.
0: Yeah, so these are honestly those two games and, and the next thing I'm gonna mention, um, which is God of War Four, um, PlayStation exclusives, those are the reasons why I stay with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a Gears of War person, I'm not a Halo person, and I'm not saying anything against those games. Those games are actually fucking amazing. I love those games. But But I'm not,
1: like, I don't have the impulse to buy those games. No,
0: not as much as I do. So, God of War, um, they released some leaked uh, concept art, and it seems like he may be going to Valhalla. They might be taking it from Greek to a Norse
1: uh, direction. I personally, I think that's a really smart idea. Um, There's God of War in every. There's a God of War in like every religion almost, except for Um, it's Kratos. (laughs) Right, but like Kratos, you know, it's (laughs) how do they explain that? Because Greeks, the Greek, the Greek culture is supposed to be like one of the oldest. So he is eternal. So like as his religion dies off, and other ones kind of adapt it. Like the Romans adapted Greek mythology in a way. Like all that kind of mythology has kind of had its, you know, its hand in different forms of whether it's like Christianity or Norse, Norse gods. Um, all of it kind of just kind of goes back to the same thing. So it's interesting to see them, uh, go in this direction. It, actually, the Norse idea is fucking amazing. I think hey, that it's, that it's, will be a really cool game if that actually comes to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, the artist who was drawing it that it got leaked from had said, and I think it was an Instagram post. It was like across the rainbow bridge to the halls of Valhalla. (sighs) I mean, like, please please do it. Right. You know, I think that that just, you know, I have my Kratos uh, play arts Kai figure Um, stay tuned for a, a pursuit of plastic episode on on that on play arts probably, but you know and uncharted they have that figure too. But well, we'll, talk, uh,
1: we'll talk about some more Square Enix stuff in a second. But, yeah,
0: we will. um uh,
1: But yeah, I mean, oh, we also have that that Neca figures coming soon too, <laughs> if that ships. Now it's marked for yeah, April. It's marked for I April. Know.
0: Uncharted and uh, oh yeah, more both. figures from Neca. To go along with our Play Arts Square Enix yeah. figures. That's right. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited about the idea of a new God of War. God of War. I thought it was God of War Four was the last one that came out. Was it three?
1: What yes. came out after that? Then there was that prequel one. Okay. Remember, there was the. It was set before. Right. Where like he before was like, he was. Yeah. Before he was a God, yeah.
0: You're right. Well, that which is fun too. I like all those games. I mean, I've I played all of those since the PlayStation 2 as well. They're, I they're like, played they're, the Vita version. I mean, yeah.
1: They're like they're just like one of the greatest hack and slash, yeah, franchises of all time. Yep. because exactly because like I said with Uncharted, there's so much shit, cool shit going on in the background, the visuals that they put into it. It's just it's like a it's a piece of art, and you're just like having a great time playing it, and that's. Yep. That's what video games are all about, and that's why these, these PlayStation exclusives get us every time.
0: Exactly. Um, as Chris alluded to, going off of uh, video game news, Square Enix, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen has released a demo over this past weekend. Chris has played through it twice
1: already? Yeah, I played through it the first time. I liked it. Then I saw this video online where you can go get this glaive weapon, and I really just started to like play around with the, the weapon system when uh knocked as an, an adult. it through the demo you play as a kid. So it's very like it's very Kingdom Hearts style and I actually really like that. Um yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Final Fantasy thirteen, which I think was the last one that was the classic style RPG. Fourteen you know, is the one that's all online. Fourteen, twelve, eleven. <laughs> um I don't even know if that is. like the last ones that I played The last one fully was 10 and then they made 10, two, and then they made 13. So this game has been in development for a very, very long time. And it's, there's a lot of hype behind it. And square Enix is coming out of, out of the gate with a, an anime series, a uh, free one on YouTube. Um, they're going to release another CGI movie along with the game when it comes out, telling the story and it kind of, uh, intertwines with the game itself, I heard yep. um so i I ordered the deluxe version off Amazon with that great discount uh it's a ninety dollar game I got it for seventy something it's yep that discount is crazy um so it comes with the game, it comes with the movie, and it comes with uh some d l. c stuff
0: yeah, and like you and the kind of a
1: statue, statue or anything, no? Or? That's that's a super super, super deluxe, which yeah, is already it's,
0: sold out. Already honestly.
1: sold out, and it's I was cool. reading some forums about these scalpers are yeah are ever present as usual. So it's already on like eBay for three times as much as it's worth. Oh, so of course, it is. Square en- so Square Enix is uh opting to maybe uh release some more to make fans happy, which I think they should. I don't even understand why they limited it. In the first place, I guess because it comes with that statue and stuff. So maybe they only make so many pieces of that. But, you know, these days, stuff like that is just open to scalpers who have limitless funds somehow to buy stuff and then just, like, resell it to... It's because they resell it. Yeah, exactly. And they just, they, like, it's stupid. Because going to, like, scalping idea, like, now you see Captain Phasma in stores everywhere. People are trying to sell that for, like, 120 $150 back when it was first released. It's crazy. Um, But I'm really excited for this game. Like I said, the Kingdom Hearts styling is... um, um, Combat styling is really good. Um, The PlayStation 4 graphics alone get me really excited to see what this game is going to look like.
0: Yeah, so the game is normally $90. Your price at checkout is $71.99. Yep.
1: Isn't that insane? Like, not even, like, GameStop-exclusive DLC would make me not want to spend $20 less. Well... I can yeah, put that money towards the DLC anyhow. <laughs> so, like... And we're going we're gonna to go into that
0: a little bit. Um, so the uh, next piece of thing is, is PlayStation VR. So PlayStation VR, virtual reality, is the next step in gaming. Will it be a Wii where it's really, really hyped at first, and then people are sick of standing up and boxing and all that stuff? Or will it be literally the next step of gaming evolution, and um, before I, you go in and answer the question, you can pre-order the bundle pack, which comes with the headset, the earphones, uh, and the PlayStation Move controllers, and then a, a game set that has like five games um, for four ninety nine. But if you get it with your Amazon Prime discount it takes off $100, which is out of control. So just in case you are not currently using your Amazon Prime, it's 20% off of all pre-order and newly released games. I'm telling you right now, do it. Because it pays for itself after like two games, honestly. Go on.
1: Honestly, if you can't pony up $100 a year for Amazon Prime to get the music, the movies. Free, the movie, two, free music, shipping, free games. Music alone. Is or a, sorry, music and movies. Free music and the movies. The music library alone is 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 absurd. Batman: The Animated Series is only on Amazon Prime. Right the movies, now. yeah, exactly. The movies, the TV shows. It's you know, it's comparable to Netflix in ways. Um yeah. But this video game thing just seals the deal. I will never give that up because that's just like, you know, video games are expensive in the first place when during launch time. To to knock twenty percent off is just like. You don't get that for at least six months, you know, most of the time. So no. do it. And with the PlayStation VR bundle, $100 off, fuck yeah, I would take the chance. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing.
0: So it costs you $100 to put down at GameStop. And then you're going to spend your, you know, it's nice to have that, like, layaway program that you're going to spend the rest of the $300 until October thirty yeah. 4th, comes out on Halloween.
1: It um, is. That's how I got my PS4, and I'll tell you,
0: that was easier to do it. But That is easier, and you can use your trade-in towards it, but $100 off, what you do is you put that money into your bank account, like into a side whatever, pay an extra $10 every month, or I guess it would be more than that, but $25 extra month, whatever the fuck it it is, because I don't know math, but honestly, $100 (laughs) off. Game over.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's crazy now, to me. Let me ask you a question. The that bundle is it already sold out. It is,
0: and I'm on email alerts to let me know when it comes out again. Because I actually talked to my my friend. She uh, she's a manager over at GameStop, and I said, "Can I still get it, the PlayStation bundle?" And she said, "It no, it's gone. All you can get is the one with the headphones." Um, it only has been on. It, it was, you could get the pre-order about a week ago, and then instantly it sold out. So Amazon, though, they'll replenish. You know what I mean? GameStop might not, but Amazon will. So I will wait for Amazon to force Sony's hand to make more, or whatever the case may be. Because what they do is they pre-buy all those things. Same thing with the Walmart. Because if you were a Walmart or an Amazon, and you said you either make more or we don't carry it. I guarantee you a Sony will make more. Like that's it. Like, are you out of your mind? So I'll wait for the, the email alerts to tell me when I can pre-order it again. And then I'll, I'll just pre-order it. There's no way I'm not because by October time, like, yeah, put away $25 a month and it will be paid for.
1: You just put it away
0: in your own savings account.
1: The the mere fact that I've, that, that we heard that battlefront is one of the, Yes, older games that's yes. actually involved is just blows my mind. Um, yes, so three hundred dollars to like be immersed into a video game? Yeah, I think so. Now, have you played any VR games yet? I have not. Uh, I mean, like old, like back in the day, like old school VR, but not nothing new. Not like Oculus Rift. I I wanted to try it at Comic Con, but I think it like a bunch of nerd sweat was all over the the thing, so I didn't do it. But
0: there's um Sony vr samsung something gear samsung gear um a couple of my friends have it one of the guys I actually brought into the office today and what you do is you get the headset you lock your phone into it and then there's a few different games the one that i have done i've done the jurassic park one where like you look around and the weird thing is when you look down because that's when your center of gravity is like what <laughs> and in the Jurassic Park one it's 3D like a like a brontosaurus wakes up walks towards you and then sticks her head towards you and then I did one that was inside of the ocean and I'm looking around and it's like being inside of an aquarium so like uh, you know sharks are flying by and fish are coming through and everything Wait, and that, like, oh, was that was
1: that was that one of the games that was on that bundle is a is a scuba diving one I forgot so I think the, that's what when that I was like oh my god I need to do that yeah so there's a
0: scuba diving one then there's one where you're going and doing street luging. um right. like the skeleton thing there's the heist so you're pulling the bank heist um there's another one where you're like part of the mob All
1: right
0: and then there's another one that's like kind of like a cutesy like a platformer
1: there's so you a get long like, one too right
0: There might be some more, yeah, but I know there was, like, some simple stuff, but then, like, some more advanced ones, like, good graphics. But the Battlefront, obviously, being, like, if I can control a lightsaber or a blaster or both at the same time and fighting my way against things, like, even if it's, like, a 15-minute experience, I'm in it. I'm there.
1: So let me ask you this about the – so – you no longer require a TV to play these games, basically. Uh,
0: so yeah, actually, so with the PlayStation One, you're gonna load the disc into your PlayStation, uh-huh. but then that gets projected to your uh, thing. There's a there's a mode because I looked up a bunch of the tech, like specs and in conferences. There's the mode where your partner, like your wife or whatever, or boyfriend, whatever, um, can watch TV and do whatever the fuck they want to do on the TV while you're inside that world. So you got the PlayStation loaded, you got everything loaded up, once that's on, it's running in the background, they can go and do whatever they want on the TV. Awesome. Or, oh, yeah. they can watch it watch from you your play. perspective. From your yeah. perspective, though. Huh. That's which amazing. is pretty cool. That's amazing, so they're watching you inside that world.
1: That's really I mean, cool. I, I
0: I think like you know, we're, we're in a world where you know, we had the Wii, and like the Wii's fine, but like I, the thrill of getting up and boxing and all that stuff, it got done, and yeah. people cheated it and they gamed it and they just sat on the couch and they did the moves. Um, so whatever, that gimmick's over. Uh, Avatar you know, brought back 3D to theaters. You know, 3D has been around since the 60s, but, like, Avatar really, like, clinched it as being like, this is it, like, this is next in theaters. And now, you know, I see a lot of 3D IMAX movies, but if it comes to, like, the regular theater, I do not see a 3D movie. It doesn't happen. I don't care. IMAX Um, is as far as I'll go. Right. So, you know, right now with, like, video games, like, The whole point of video games is to get closer to not all the way, but like you are a character within the world that you're playing. That's been the idea since the Atari or ColecoVision or whatever.
1: Right. Almost complete immersion into. And and
0: yeah. And like, this has been something that's been going on since we watched VR five with Giles in it. You know what I mean? Like since they had VR troopers, the shitty TV show, like virtual reality has been around since the nineties, quote unquote. But, like, it's here. Like, Oculus Rift is out. The HTV Hive came out, I want to say, today. Um, And then we'll get the Sony in in October. So, which will be the first one for consoles only. The other two are for PCs, and then the gear is for your mobile device your phone. But, um, like, this is an affordable VR system that already works with the peripheral that you're used to. And I personally think... That it's it's probably going to be the next wave.
1: Do you, but do you you really think it'll stick around long enough? Because this is what people have been waiting for. That's that's yes. the key. It's not like 3D because I think 3D was kind of like just a little bit of an enhancement. The viewing. You think it's a fad, or you just think it's an- no? I maybe it is a fad, but like you said, it's been around for so long that I mean, it's always been there. It just like the technology wasn't good enough to really push it. Now they have the technology but the fans aren't really digging it as much. So it's like will VR go the same way? I it depends on how much they can actually like make how many games they can actually make for it. Can they adapt every game to VR? That would be amazing because if you could have that experience. Well, it depends on well, right. Right, I no it does ex- really- it does matter if it's like first person. It has to be from that perspective, I guess. You know what right. I mean? Um you know, I I think that it'll, it's going to be good enough to the point where I'm I'm confident enough to b- spend that much money on it at launch. Yeah,
0: I think that with any new thing, you know what I mean. Like at the time, I think probably the Nintendo was probably like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah, it was at the, at the time. Uh, Super Nintendo games cost ninety dollars, ninety fucking dollars. Do you know how much we would riot nowadays if that happened? Like, right. it wouldn't be acceptable. You so, like, $90 was back then? Exactly. Right now, Apparently. it's probably $200. So, like, <laughs> you, you you got this system that's $400, uh, you know, and it's way cheaper through Amazon Prime, um, which you already pay for. So, I'll fucking take the risk. I'll take the gamble. Hopefully, it, it lives up to, like, I have low expectations only in the sense that, like, If it works, awesome. If it doesn't work and I just have it and it's just a gimmick that some people come over like they did with like my 3D TV at the time. And it's like, oh, hey, check this out. Okay, that was cool. But I think this is going to be different because I think there's going to be some games like a Battlefront, uh, like a Shadows of Mordor. You know what I mean? Maybe even like a Call of Duty. Maybe I'll want to try that in like that kind of perspective where I go, you know, I'm making the moves to like put the magazine in. Cock the gun back. Like, I actually might find that more enjoyable than I do just using the controller. So, I don't know. This might be even better.
1: Did PlayStation ever capture that one to one motion as much as Xbox did? What's for virtual reality? Well, this is your movements are all based on the move Move system when it comes to PlayStation, anyhow. So,
0: oh, is it, is I it use... like the Connect. So, yeah. So, oh, you're right. It comes with the eye.
1: I have I have that stuff right. So I used the Move when I had my PlayStation Three a lot, just for like, like for the golf games and stuff like oh, that. Oh, then so, you
0: could get the base system then, dude.
1: I have one Move controller and the
0: Eye. Oh, okay, gotcha.
1: No, no, no. I'm sorry. The Eye does not work for the PlayStation Four. Only the Move controller. No, it's going to. The what? The old Eye? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I traded it in when I got my PS4. So this oh, bad.
0: okay, because, yeah, like that was part of the thing is that a lot of people were bitching and saying, like, I already have an eye, I already have the move, fuck Shit. you, and then they were like, well, then you just need the PlayStation helmet and the headset. So whatever, you're still going to get it for cheaper, so just whatever.
1: Yeah, I have, I have two move controllers.
0: Oh, yeah, you can use those.
1: And I'm going to go buy the, I'll just go buy a cheap eye,
0: that's it. Yeah, you can get an eye on Amazon. You know, you want to get it now yeah, I know. because people are ramping up the price for it because of this. But yeah, yeah get an eye off a of Craigslist or eBay or whatever. Um. Anywho, that's all I got. You know, that's, that's it.
1: Um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, our friend Ruben Romero's uh, Kickstarter, the oh, three, yeah. three Swords it's it is ending soon um they did reach their goal but now there's some stretch goals out there it's uh so head on over to kickstarter look up three swords it's a uh, retelling of a three musketeers tale one of my favorite classic stories um uh it's from the same people that brought you uh the agency and salvagers uh from think alike what, think alike productions
0: yep think alike Productions. so Yeah, at the time of this recording, there's six days to go. Um, But even if you... So even if we put this out past that, go check out Think Like Productions uh, on their Facebook. Go to Comixology. You can get Salvagers there. You can get Pray for Angels, which is another Ruben Romero uh, classic. Um, It's kind of like Jack the Ripper story. Actually, I think it is a Jack, Jack the Ripper story specifically. Um, And then, uh, you know, the agency, like Chris mentioned. So they're doing a lot of good stuff over there. Absolutely think alike productions.
1: Support your indie comics.
0: Exactly. Um, And, you know, check out don't forget at com, and you can check out our uh, crowd sorcery uh, section. We do a lot of Kickstarters there, independent video games, independent comics, movies, all that fun stuff. Um, where can you find us on the social media, Chris? Uh,
1: we're on the Facebooks. Uh, don't forget to tell one. Uh, we got daily updates, so you can join that. Follow us. Uh, you can link to the site from there. Here, and also some of our social media posts. Um, we're on Instagram under D F A T O W E L. Mm-hmm. Same same name on uh, on Twitter, except a little at sign before that. Um, so. You know, keep an eye out. We're going to be doing some upcoming promotions and contests, giveaways. So keep it tuned.
0: That's right. And uh, if you're listening to us, you're probably on Stitcher or on iTunes. Um, If you happen to be an iTunes listener, be sure to rate and review us. Um, That only helps us grow, gets our name out there to more people. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to keep, we're going to try to keep more frequent. You know, we got some some contests coming up um, on Don't Forget a Towel that we'll be talking about on the podcast. We're going to be going into our phase four or our rebirth or whatever we want to call it. Um, so, you know, we'll be talking about it on the future podcast as well. But, you know, thank you guys, everyone, for listening. There's been a big uptick in the last couple months, um, even though we haven't been as frequent. But <laughs> We appreciate you. Somebody loves us. Somebody's listening. uh, And, you know, that that means a lot to us. You know, when we started four years ago on the website, uh, Chris and I were pumping out 10 uh, articles a day uh, for ourselves and for Moses and Sherry. And, like, it just seemed to be just, like, the four of us talking to each other. But That's what it's about. That's what it's about. But here we are, uh, you know, almost four years later. And we've got a decent fan base and we've got some good listeners and we wouldn't be doing it just to hear our, our voices. You know, we do it for you guys as well. So thank you very much. Thanks. So this is Casey uh, saying
1: Martha. Wait, your mom's name is Martha. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't ever mention that again. <laughs> This is Chris, signing off.